Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded, Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my guest is Vahid Mannion. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Morse Micro. Good afternoon, Vahid. How are you? Um, good afternoon, Rich. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me to this podcast. My pleasure. Uh, and the reason I want you on the podcast, you have to answer a question for me. Um, there are, I was going to say so many wireless protocols, but there are many, many wireless protocols. Um, and I just came across yet another one that I believe you're involved in called Wi-Fi Halo. Uh, before I move on, is my assumption correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, what is Wi-Fi Halo? How is it different from, from regular Wi-Fi? Okay, so Wi-Fi Halo is basically based on a IEEE standard 802.11ah that was developed and solidified back in uh, 2016. Um, the difference of what this, uh, this standard is versus the standard Wi-Fi is it uh, uses a different frequency spectrum, such as uh, sub-gigahertz, versus standard Wi-Fi, you know, Wi-Fi 4, 5, 6. They use 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, and soon 6 gigahertz for Wi-Fi 6. Um, why did well, they then, do that? Because, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, then why are you using the Wi-Fi designation if it's using a completely different spectrum? Isn't that sort of how you differentiate the different protocols by the spectrum? Not necessarily. I mean, 2.4 gigahertz is Wi-Fi, and 5 gigahertz is called Wi-Fi too. Yeah, you got me there. Okay. All right. So, how is it the same as Wi-Fi? So, why are you using why are you using the name Wi-Fi? Well, okay. Despite the fact that the frequency spectrum is different, it uses a lot of the Wi-Fi protocol and a lot of Wi-Fi frequent uh, Wi-Fi security protocols. Uh, on the Mac that the standard Wi-Fi does. That's one of the big benefits of this technology is versus any other technology uh, that it's designated for IoT. Wi-Fi has gold standard when it comes into security um, using WPA2 and then now WPA3. This particular technology uses exactly the same security protocol that uh, you know, Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 5 uses today. Okay, so why not just use the Wi-Fi spectrum? Why do we need a, 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 something different? Oh, the reason is because it gives you a much better reach. This particular Wi-Fi can go 10 times farther than standard Wi-Fi does. So, for example, if the standard Wi-Fi can go 100 meter, which is what the spec says, this one can go all the way up to a kilometer. And the lower frequency or the lower spectrum and the smaller frequency subchannel gives you a much better penetration through doors, windows, walls, ceilings, and what have you. So now you can reach much farther than you can with the standard Wi-Fi. Is it with a, uh, a smaller bandwidth? The bandwidth will be lower than standard Wi-Fi. Yes, that is correct. But, uh, but for a lot of applications, that's not a problem. So give me a number. What sort of bandwidth are we talking about? Well, so it depends on your reach. So, uh, you know, in, in the in standard reach, you can get as much as 80 megabits per second, and when you go all the way up to a kilometer, it's 150 kilobits per second. 
Hmm. But very you know, but now you're connected you're connected a kilometer away versus standard Wi Fi doesn't go that far. Is it backwards compatible with conventional Wi Fi? Well, no, it is not because the radio operates at a, at a different frequency spectrum. So, um, you know, standard free, you know standard Wi-Fi is like I said, 2.4 gig or 5 gig. This is sub gigahertz, so it is not. So you have to have both devices, both end. I mean, the receiving device and the transmitting one have to be in the same frequency spectrum to be able to uh, communicate. So you would have to have multiple radios within your box which is not that unusual. I mean, it's actually, it's more the case that there's, there's more often than not, there's multiple radios in, in your system anyway. Yeah, today you do. I mean, it, today a lot of the Wi-Fi devices that supports both 8.11, let's say, B, G, N, you know, A, C, A, X, they have 2.4 gigahertz and a 5 gigahertz radio on the same piece of silicon. So this one will be a sub-gigahertz. Okay. Um, I'm pretty intrigued by what you're talking about, about the range. I actually just did something uh, not too long ago with LoRaWAN, which, which has a pretty long range like you're describing, but, but it does have a bandwidth that's much lower than what you're describing. So would you be able to compare, contrast with LoRaWAN? Well, so we don't necessarily compare or compete with Laura because the LoRaWAN is much lower frequency and much lower um, throughput rate than what um, Wi-Fi Halo delivers. Uh, there are a lot of applications that it's perfectly fine for LoRa. LoRa would be very good for it because LoRa delivers 100 you know, bits per second to 50 kilobits per second. Um, and, um, and those applications, some applications can you know, take advantage of it. But there are a lot of applications that LoRa cannot uh, meet where Wi-Fi Halo can easily be able to achieve it because it's a much higher uh, throughput and data rate. So what is the sweet spot application for Wi-Fi Halo? So sweet spot application for Wi-Fi Halo, for example, is wireless cameras. Wireless security cameras are the number one very, very good application for it. Uh, these cameras, generally, they want to transmit you know, high-definition HD video at uh, 3 to 4 megabits per second. Uh, but it also sits far away from where the base station is. You know, for example, let's say in your house, it's outside of your house or in your backyard, and the range is very limited. Um, these applications are perfect for it, and LoRaWAN cannot support it because LoRa doesn't have that throughput, um, yet Wi-Fi Halo does. So that's an example of it. The other one is factory automations, you know, robotics and factory automations. Uh, factories are very big and they're very large. Um, and uh, they need to have some sort of a robotics to be able to communicate with the base station. If you want to do it using standard Wi-Fi, you can, but you need to have a lot of base stations around your factory versus in this particular scenario, one can serve a lot of devices. That's, that, those are you know, some of the examples. There's multiple. There's a lot of other examples, a lot of other uh, you know, market opportunity for this thing. Um, that standard Wi-Fi uh, not that it cannot support it, it can, but it become, but at some point becomes cost prohibitive because of the amount of base stations you need to have, or um, other protocols are just don't have the throughput. So you're saying Wi-Fi Halo is more cost effective than regular Wi-Fi? For certain applications, yes. For certain applications, it's going to be. It provides lower power. It's a lower power consumption. 
Uh, better range, therefore, makes it easier from installations and operations. And what is the Morse Micro? Um, what are you lending to this? So we are developing, obviously, our full SOC device, and uh, which uh, we've been sampling our device, uh, you know, currently today to some of our uh, customers or, or some players. We've been demoing it, I should say, um, and um, and we are uh, expecting to have our production silicon available uh, early next uh, calendar year. And main markets that we're going after, which is, you know, we have it in our website, it is starting with the security cameras, you know, wireless security cameras and, uh, you know, factory automations, access uh, controls, and what have you. And how many people are there that do Wi-Fi Halo? So today there is about five companies uh, that are developing Wi-Fi Halo, and all five of us are also participant into the Wi-Fi Alliance and also going into for the certification. Wi-Fi Alliance has schedules for certifications. Uh, all of us are participant to it. Uh, and, um, and yeah, those, those are the, we're the ones at the moment that I know of. There could be more that are actually working on it that we haven't heard, but I, I'm not aware of that. Very interesting stuff. So where can somebody go to get more information both about what you guys are doing and what's happening from a standardization perspective? Uh, yeah. Well, we have a lot of good information on our website, actually, if, uh, that shows and talks about the standardization, about the technology, some of the benefits of it. Those are all actually very well written, available, and and, and also some – and Wi-Fi Alliance also published a very good white paper uh, last month oh, – I'm sorry, in month of uh, – in end of May, early June, that uh, explains very well about the benefits of this technology uh, versus other uh, wireless technologies out there, especially in the lower uh, frequency spectrum. So those are also available uh, to the public. Very interesting. I will definitely go look for that. This has been very enlightening for me. I, uh, I appreciate you spending the time with me to, to educate me. Well, thank you very much, Rich. Thank you for your time. That was Vahid Mannion. He is the COO of Morse Micro, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Vahid. Thank you very much, Rich. You too.